0: As-salamu alaykum wa ta'ala, John Fontaine Just before we begin the podcast, please make sure you click subscribe And also set your notifications And make sure you check out the earlier podcasts. We've up to around 40 podcasts so far There's lots of podcasts there for you to benefit from Make sure you check that out Also, if you can go to the John Fontaine YouTube channel as well, click subscribe, set your notifications and also enjoy the other videos. There's a thick of love series, a series on Christianity and other videos uh, regarding Dawa. Also, if you'd like to support the podcast by supporting us financially uh, with the equipment and the travel costs and the running costs, not just of the podcast, but also the other Dawa activities I'm involved in, please support on the Patreon account, Jazakallah. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahir Rahmanir rahim Assalamu alaikum wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Young Smokes Podcast. I'm here with a very special guest, Abdul Haqqashante. Assalamu alaikum, bro. Wa alaikum wa barakatuh. How are you doing? Marikatu. Alhamdulillah. MashaAllah, you're, you're a historian, author, and uh, mashaAllah, you do lots of uh, writing and uh, also translation. How are you doing? Alhamdulillah. I would say I'm not really a historian. I'd say that's my
1: one of my fields of expertise, especially mm. with regards to Africa and Islam, history mm. of Islam in Africa. But yeah. I think you've,
0: mashallah. You've uh, put me above my rank. I wouldn't say that I'm a historian per oh, okay. se. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. You know, um you're actually a a convert or revert to Islam. Uh you you were not born into the, you know, you're not born as a Muslim. No. Uh, how did you find Islam?
1: Yeah. Bismillah and Alhamdulillah, Nahmaduhu who and Estainah who and Estabhiru. When I would be La Fusina, Min Sayati Amalina, May Yahdi Hillahu Fala Muddilla, Women Good Lil Fala Hadilla, Shadu and La Illa Hillallah, Shadu and Mohammed and Abduhu were a Sulu, Amma Bad. Um, so yeah, I've been Muslim for around twenty twenty five years. I became Muslim when I was quite young, so seventeen. Hmm. Um, but I first heard about Islam, or knew about Islam, when I was, um, I was born and raised in Oxford, mm. in, uh, originally on an the, estate the, the called the Blackbird Leeds Estate, is where I was raised as well, mm. and which is in Oxford, and then I lived in the city centre part of Oxford, mm. um, so I'm from Oxford, mm. and i would say when I was around 15 years of age, so in 1992, that's when uh, my cousin, and some of his friends at the time, they became Muslim, and that was probably the first, I'd say, first time that I had proper, I'd say, interaction with mm. like, Islam, at that point. And at that time, particular time, I wouldn't say that I, was, uh, uh, I wasn't I um, was uh, always, uh, uh, you know, the uh, let's just say, uh, uh, a good boy, at <laughs> <laughs> that particular time. So at that particular time, uh, that I mean, was something which I appreciated, uh, the fact uh, yeah. that my cousin and his yeah. friends at the time, mm. what I appreciated mm. was that they were kind of taking time out to speak to us and to engage us with yeah. regards to what Islam is. Yeah. And I, I was raised as a Christian. But how bad can Oxford be, bro? I mean, well, on know, that particular time. But yeah. that's what people uh, don't be uh, deceived yeah. by the uh, <laughs> by the prestigious uh, history of Oxford. It also has yeah. a you know another side of it, yeah. which uh, anyone yeah. who's from Oxford, especially the urban, more urban parts of Oxford, will know, you know there's yeah. fewer estates and stuff like that. Mm. There were actually riots in 1992. There was a lot of uh, what was called hotters at the time, or door mm. riding. That was really big. Yeah, it probably in fact Oxford is probably one of the places which put that on the map at the part- that particular time. Mm. So it was yeah. At that time, it was, it was mm. there's some estates, there was some estates, man, which were quite notorious at the time, and still are. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's a particular state. Yeah, I was, so I was raised as a Christian there, going I used to, go to church, hmm. particular church there as well. But I can remember when I was young, um, I never sort of had the notion that I believed that Jesus was God hmm. per se. I'm um, always yeah. sort of um, what I liked about going to church when I was young was that the, they hear about the stories of the prophets. And I think that was something which stayed with me. So when I first heard about Islam, I didn't find any contradiction whatsoever between what my cousin and his friends at the time were telling me and Mm. what I already believed Mm. so that was something which um and then I then on the so that was I say the theological and credo aspect side of it and then on the social side of it I I appreciated how that they were taking time to actually engage myself as a young person Mm. and and take the time to speak to to me and try and give me some guidance at the time so Mm. that was something I'd say which really um I appreciate
0: it. Now, uh, Ashanti mm. is this uh, connected with the Ashanti tribe? Yes, it is. Yeah. So, uh, I use it.
1: To my, my name is. An, I know is a description um, mm. because it's a well-known tribe. Yeah. From we're from Ghana. Mm. Um, you have links Gold, with Gold, that Gold, tribe?
0: You have, yeah, yeah, that's where
1: my ancestors were mm. uh, are from originally. Mm. Originally from. Mm.
0: Because uh, obviously there's a lot of Muslims also in, in Ghana, yep. not particularly the Ashanti tribe, uh, but there are many Ashantis that yeah. have embraced Islam. Well,
1: Even the original Ashantis yeah. in the past, mm. um, the Ashanti chiefs of the past, in their courts they had many Muslims um, among the Ashanti. So they mm. did actually have that. And
0: Al-shamma. I know
1: the British, when they um, the, during, there, were, there were a number of wars between the Ashanti and the British. Mm. Um, in the um, 18th and uh, 19th centuries mm. there was like the first anglo-ashanti mm. war which the uh, ashanti um uh, won. then there was uh, the second anglo-ashanti war, and then there was a third mm. anglo-ashanti mm. war and then the, the mm. third anglo-ashanti war when the british went into the um, ashanti court they were actually impressed by the literature which they found in the, the libraries which they found mm. in the ashanti court i think most of those books probably would have been in and mm. a lot of those books would have been in Arabic, mm. um, due to as I said, there were Muslims who were involved mm. in the administration mm. of the uh, Ashanti. and of uh, course, yeah, of the close
0: time. links with the Hausa, the follow yeah, yeah, the the, exactly,
1: Hausa tribes. Yeah. Uh, there are many other tribes actually in Ghana. In mm. Ghana, are, in fact, many languages are yeah. uh, spoken. Yeah. Uh, so there are other tribes of Hausa, Kota Koli, mm. uh and so forth. So there are many mm. loads of um, and Muslim, Muslim, yeah,
0: tribes, yeah there, those yeah, are, the, those yeah. are the Muslim, yeah, tribes, yeah. 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 SubhanAllah, it's fascinating uh, history, of course you know I have a, a particular love for Africa that's where I found Islam and uh, yeah today I wanted to actually speak about your your new uh, publication uh, Def- uh, defining legends um, what inspired you to, to 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 actually write on this topic what, okay that, what, what is the topic yeah that,
1: I actually originally wrote that book in i'd say the, the first you could say the first you know um say proto version mm. <laughs> the book was in like 1999 and it was only about 75 mm. pages at the time mm. and what the intent of the book what I, book was so it wasn't actually published so at that time mm. was published so i just used to print it off myself mm. and like distribute it and like mm. set it myself mm. um but then and then since sort of the late 90s i've been to adding adding extra mm. Uh, aspects to it, and now, now it's become a like, 400 page yes. book over the course of that time. So, it's fun so but, but what spurred me to write the book is when I um, um, became Muslim, and then I started to read again, mm. and then I went back, I basically went back to, into education again at that time. And then when I was, started to read a, a lot to do with, I used to um, love reading books about history, African history, and, um, black history. Uh, however, some of the literature which I used to read at the time, I'd found elements of it, or some particular authors were quite anti Islam. Especially they were anti Islam mm. as it relates to um, sort of Af- the African continent and black mm. people and so forth. And i would say that's what uh, spurred me to then delve further to look further mm. what what's the veracity mm. and validity of what, what they're saying mm. here. So tried, some of the things they would say, for instance, John was stuff like, um, you know, Islam is not is um, uh, it was spread by the sword in Africa. Mm. It was forced into Africa. It was you know it, they forced the um, African people to accept Islam. Mm. Arabs came in and forced mm. the local um, Africans to accept Islam. Um, it's a religion which uh, destroyed the uh, indigenous cultures mm. from uh, a- everywhere it went, and so forth. This kind of narrative. So mm-hmm. that led me to delve on further. I, mean, I think what I would say, firstly, about that particular narrative, it's kind of the same kind of Eurocentric narrative,
0: mm-hmm.
1: essentially. But, but, which, but, yeah. but,
0: but where is it coming from? Is it is it coming from Africans? Is it coming from... Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. So there yeah. are some people... It's just like Black Orientalists. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Black Orientalism. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: I think some historians, yeah. I think there's a historian, historian called Sherman Jackson, who refers to it as Black Orientalism. Mm, he, mm. Noted, he, he, he coined it as be, being mm. Black Orientalism. But before that, I was mm. referred to it as being sort of that, like Afro-centric. an Afrocentric kind of narrative. Yeah. And there are people who I could say exemplify that narrative, A writers like Chancellor Williams, the famous mm. book he wrote called The Destruction of Black Civilization. Mm-hmm. And the cover itself, is, the, cover, the cover of the book itself is actually based upon sort of what we could say Eurocentric stereotypes of both Arabs and blacks anyway. Mm. I think it depicts an Arab on a sword, Fighting uh, an Arab with, with a sword on a horse, on horseback, fighting an African with a spear, <laughs> like just in yeah. leopard skin. I mean, so the cover itself yeah. is kind of stereotypical mm. anyway. Mm. So he's one, a few other people like John Henry Clark is another, mm. uh, and, and, they, and, and they kind of, you can mm. say, represent that
0: kind of narrative. Mm. Uh, but what, what, was yeah. the, what was the intention behind the, uh, this? It seems of... to
1: me that due to the growth, rapid growth of Islam among black communities, I think that's what. Really, in the, particularly uh, in the States, yeah, yeah definitely in, yeah. in America and in the West. I think that mm. was what troubled them, and as a result, that then they w- went to uh, that they then sought to um, discredit uh, you could say Islam, not just those two, there are others mm. as well who are more contemporary ones. Again, ignoramuses, really, they were not really speci-
0: mm. special, but well, would these have Christians? been like Christian based or well, or Chancellor or Williams, good, yeah,
1: Chancellor um. Williams in his case, he was um. He was a a, a Christian. He Mm. actually mentions this in his book. So that Mm. could be something which, you see what I'm saying, also inspired his authorship of that book. Mm. Uh, uh, Whereas John Henry Clark, and obviously follow his trend, they're more atheists, Mm. and they actually try to claim that the the Abrahamic faiths actually originate in ancient Egypt with the pharaoh Akhenaten. (laughs)
0: <laughs> which is kind of what they say, which again is yeah.
1: complete falsehood, because mm. Akhen the Egyptian pharaoh, mm. he himself later declared himself to be a god. So mm. how could mm. he himself have yeah. <laughs> then brought monotheism mm. to, uh, to the people, you see yeah. what I'm saying?
0: So what are some of the topics, how do you kind of address this narrative yeah. and, so and kind of answer good, it? Yeah, good. Mm. So
1: first I look at um, if Islam. Does Islam actually teach racism? What does Islam say about this? We mm. you know what the Quran says, mm. Allah says in the Quran, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ خَلْقَ السماوات Allah says, from the famous signs is that He created the heavens and the earth, uh, and the difference between your languages and your colours indeed are signs in that for the worlds. Mm. That's what Allah says. Also, we know that Allah says إن أكرمكم إن أكرمكم إن That indeed, that the nobler view in the sight of Allah is the one who is the most pious. Mm. And Allah also mentions that uh, He mentions that He created the, that He created the, the peoples into nations and tribes. Why? Mm. So that, that, that they would get to know one mm. to get to know each other. So it's like in a positive Yes, and also the Prophet himself yeah. said, the Prophet said in a hadith, I was sent oh, I was sent to the red and the black. So the Prophet he, he mentions, meaning he was sent yeah. to everyone. So this shows the universality of Islam. Mm-hmm.
0: It's not kind of any kind of superiority no. of race. Or, Definitely yeah. not.
1: Some people try to use, I've seen mm. this in some of the, Christ, the Christian evangelicalist preachers, mm. they try to use certain hadith out of context mm. to try to say, oh, see, look at this statement, mm. this is a racist statement. Well, not really. First of mm. all, you have to understand particular statements in, the, in their context and what the Prophet was trying mm. to emphasize with that. Mm. Sometimes certain phrases are used in mm. Arabic as, as, as an emphasis, extra mm. emphasis mm. on mm. a matter. And I think this is what some people don't understand.
0: You know, just just, just hmm. on that point, uh, I want to ask you, actually, because there's, there's a hadith a couple of brothers have actually asked me about a particular hadith, uh, a couple of bl- black brothers. And, of course, if you don't know the context of something, you know the hadith regarding uh, following your leader, yeah. uh, even if he is like a, yeah. a, a, a black man or I forget. Well,
1: the, and
0: even if uh, you should... Uh,
1: uh, you should listen to a beytus to Amir. You should listen to a uh, leader, even mm. uh, even if he's an Abyssinian slave whose head is like a uh, as, dark, as, as dark as a raisin.
0: Yeah, so of so, course. So
1: some of them it, have a problem with that. Yeah,
0: so of course. Like, I mean, but, but, I'm not but, really funny, but when I first heard that, I was like, "Well, what does that mean?" You know, it's you know, it's like, um, but people kind of using these out of context and and just kind mm. of like I'm trying to open the discussion about if people. Hear these things to not have doubts. Go and seek the knowledge and seek the true understanding. You know, so so I mean, partic- regarding this particular hadith, uh, what's what's the type of context? Because the, the context with that, is that it, as as I mentioned, mm. that mm. was actually the hadith in
1: question. Mm. Is that the Prophet he's 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 mentioned that as an emphasis, mm. as an increased emphasis, and he, and he was and he was saying that to people who they would they would probably look down upon mm. people who had that kind of. Uh, um, description, but, but with that, the Prophet Sam said, "No. Even if the person mm. uh, is um, um, has an appearance as that, mm. and is is is, is um, and is not even of mm. the
0: same race, you, you, if he's your, mm. your, your ruler, you still have to mm. hear and obey." Mm. I guess it's also showing that uh, somebody from that background could also be a leader. Yes, that's a big, uh, and that's why we find yeah. that this is why this yeah. is a
1: good point, actually, yeah. John, what we give this issue here mm. because sometimes some of the Christian missionaries. Uh, And evangelicals, and I I actually did a discussion with a Christian missionary on this a few years back, Mm. and what his line of thought was, oh, but in the Muslim world, you never had an abolitionist movement. But what my, so then what my contention is to that, what we say to it is that, well, maybe in the Muslim world didn't have an abolitionist movement, because maybe that wasn't needed. Mm. Why? Because already within Islam, there was already adequate recourse for Mm. someone to to gain freedom. Mm. So that's the first thing. There was adequate, and there was also Mm. a meritocracy within Mm. Islam. So even if someone was, uh, came from a slave background, they could still um, go work themselves up mm. in society. And that's what happened in Islamic history. Mm. And this is something which you don't really find in the... It really didn't happen in the transatlantic yeah. slave context. So that's yeah. probably why... Yeah, they, you they, what I'm they, saying? That's probably yeah. why many people, they, they have difficulty understanding that. The,
0: the, I mean, of course, like the, 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 the actual definition of slavery as well are two different things. You know, transatlantic slavery is very different to... The slavery, what was kind of uh, a reality at the time, and Islam came to govern an existing reality. It didn't invent slavery, you know, as, as uh, the orientals or have you believe. It was governing an existing reality of the time, yes you know, and and how do you govern that that reality? That's what it, m- most
1: of the scholars say, yeah, John. Most of the scholars, um, like one of the scholars, mm-hmm. one, of, uh, one of our teachers from Jordan, Sheikh Mushar Hassan, he mentioned that Islam is not pleased with slavery. But, um, Islam existed at a time when slavery was already established. Mm-hmm. But Islam is not pleased with it. Yeah. Henceforth, this is why um, saying free at uh, the Quran mentions Faqqarakaba, mm-hmm. the freeing of a slave. This is why it's a meritorious deed, a mm-hmm. very noble action for the people to free the slave. This is why mm-hmm. the early Muslims, the Sahaba, عنهم, this is why they freed hundreds of slaves, thousands mm-hmm. of slaves. It's, it's recorded, mm-hmm. documented in history. I mentioned mm-hmm. that in the book. Yeah. One of the scholars from India, Sadiq Hassan Khan, he mentions this. He actually mm. mentions the numbers of the companions of Prophet who freed slaves. So this is something which Islam encourages. Yeah. And I think that this is something which is it's a stumbling block <laughs> and, from, other, from people yeah. from other um, traditions. But I don't really feel mm. that they really kind of and it, understand. It,
0: and it wasn't something situation. based on race as such. You know, you know we, if, you, if you read about the, the history in Islam mm. of slavery, you know, you had Arabs who were, who were enslaved, you had the, the Salman of Farsi as an example. Yeah. You know the, Exactly.
1: The, and there's that, even a hadith where one yeah. of the, the hadith says, Mamluk uh, 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 that his skin was red as if he was a slave. So was, a so then the scholars commentating <laughs> upon this. I think it's mentioned in the book of Ibn Hadar it says red as if he was a slave means that he was of the other maybe of, the, of another nation, meaning like the Persians or or of mm. the Romans. For example, because mm. they were people who, mm. at that particular time, were also mm. people who was uh, taken into slavery. Uh, that's was, why in Islamic yeah. history, in Islamic history, slaves were, were, were white, black, mm. all, all colors. It wasn't based on a were, kind of uh, race supremacy. No, it wasn't or based upon like, a racial yeah. uh, supremacy. Although we could say that, unfortunately, there mm. were some instances in Islam which did, which may have led to. Um, parts of Africa has been seen as a kind of as a resource and a reserve yeah. for, sl- for um, uh, slaves. Could say that happened. Yeah. That did happen in, yeah. in Islamic history. Mm. But did, when that did happen, however, this wasn't something which Islam um, which yeah. Islam was happy with. Yeah. It's something which happened within mm. certain Muslim societies, yeah. as opposed yeah. to. That is something which, you what I'm saying? So there's
0: yeah. difference. Yeah, we, we're making that distinction between what Islam teaches, the guidance yeah. of the Prophet sallallahu sallam, and, and the right. early generations. And of course, we, no doubt we know that uh, Muslims as, 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 as people, as human beings, were not perfect in implementing that over the history. Yeah, you definitely. know, that at certain points in history, I'm sure we can maybe mention some of these points in history yeah, definitely. Um, sometime in this podcast, yeah. you know, where kind of Islamic civilizations did the slavery wrong. You know, yes. but, but we need to make that distinction that that's not it was exactly clearly against Islam and, and refuted by the scholars of the time yeah, and, yeah. and things
1: like that. Excellent point. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, yeah, that did happen. That did mm. happen. Let's look at, first of all, like, how did Islam or how did the early Muslims regard Africa? Mm. Okay, that's really important. Mm. There's something obviously which you know in that's in um, this is something is mentioned in the Quran, which refers to Abraha, who mm. was from Ethiopia. And the Ethiopians at the time were actually like a, um, they were an empire. So they were, they were trying to, an expansionist empire. They actually tried to expand into southern Yemen and Yemen and then mm. try to get, um, encroach into uh, the Arabian, Arabian Peninsula. Mm. This is something which we know is historical, uh, mm. historical um, uh, facts which happened. And I think, again, that's something which some people, who did, it was again? Maybe it's difficult for something to also comprehend that there was an, actually an African empire which was actually yeah. had a kind of an imperial mm. Uh, mm. Um, aspect to mm. it as well.
0: And he tried to conquer Mecca, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and yeah.
1: they mentioned the, yeah. they mentioned the plan also, yeah. this, this story of the, uh, the companions of the elephant. Yeah, this is this mm. is so uh, that's that's mentioned. And some historians have actually also noted that uh, due to the destruction of Ashab al-Fil. Mm. Uh, in Mecca, then after that could have set in some anti-Ethiopian prejudice among the Arabs. This is mentioned by one of the historians called uh, Jawad Ali, who I, met, who I quoted in a book, who also he, he gives really excellent like, explanation with regards to issues of um, blackness among the Arabs and so forth, which mm. we can get to that. Uh, but then, even, even, with, even after that, during the time of the Prophet, when the Muslims were being um, uh, persecuted. Mm. Prophet some, he advised the first Muslims to migrate to where? He advised them to, mi- to migrate to Africa. Yeah, to Habasha. Mm. Why? Because he said there's a just king. He doesn't oppress anyone. Yeah, Najashi. Mm. and that's where the Muslims found safe haven. So, yeah. so the first Muslims sought safe haven in Africa. Mm. So, if the if the, if the if the Islam had a problem with yeah. with black people, Islam had a problem with mm. with Africa. The the Africa was is was key in terms mm. of in terms yeah. of the. Um, of uh, aiding Islam, especially mm. in the, the original dispensation. Yeah, the Islam. first Hijrah to... Exactly. Religion, yeah. yeah, so that's something as well which again mm. is disregarded mm. on the other hand by those um, anti-Islamic, anti-Islamic, Afrocentric and black Orientalist writers. See,
0: what I'm right. saying? And this the, is well documented. Well documented. Not just in Islamic literature as well. The, the, you know, the, this is uh, documented yeah. uh, the, the history of the kingdom uh, within what's modern in Yemen. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Furthermore to that is that when the first and this is a story this is mentioned by in some of Historians uh, like uh, Ibn Al Hakam, who authored the book uh, Fatuh al-Misr, The Conquest of Egypt. Mm. This is it's, it's important, and that was written about maybe 200 years after the, actual, after the event, Ibn Al Hakam. And he mentions the, the story when uh, uh, Amr ibn al-As and the Sahaba, when they went into Egypt. In Egypt at the time, uh, was being ruled by uh, the Byzantine Empire. Mm. Uh, they were the ones ruling Egypt at the time. And they were, the, what the stories say at times, that they were actually oppressing the indigenous people of Egypt at the time. When the Muslims came there, the actual people, they actually wanted mm. <laughs> the, uh, the Muslims uh, to yeah. come in. Uh, and I think even, there was even one Christian priest or Christian monk from uh, Alexandria, who had been banished, and then when mm. the Muslims came in, he was, he was actually allowed to return. Yeah. And the uh, same was that he as well, he used to actually pray for the, for the Muslims yeah. to have more dominance uh, in, in, North, in North Africa. But when the Muslims um, uh, went into <laughs> Egypt,
0: uh, Islam, uh, people forget that there's a lot of uh, uh, fitna between the Christian sects at the time. Definitely. You know, and, and arguably, uh, Islam actually allowed some of these to survive. Yes, true. You know, yeah,
1: they, yeah. And like, particularly like the Coptic, yeah, like the, the yeah. Copts mm-hmm. in particular, they also had issues with, with, time mm-hmm. with the other uh, mm-hmm. churches which were more affiliated mm-hmm. to. Um, you could say, uh, you know, the Greek Orthodox Church mm. and so forth, uh, at the time. Mm. But when uh, a delegation of the first, of the companions of the Prophet Muhammad, uh, sallallahu they went to see the to speak to uh, speak to the leader of the the time, who called Makalpis. So the the Muslims, the Sahaba, put forward Ubaida, uh Ubaida ibn samit wa, ibn it was an Arab. But the, 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 the picture of him, and it mentioned the, the sources that they say he was black. He was a black Arab, this was mentioned. And when he approached Makokis, the modern Makokis say to him? Makokis said, Get this black man away from me. <laughs> so this is why he said, Get this black man away from mm. me. And then as the conversation between Obada and Makokis continues, Obada uh, uh, says, As for you, as for you being. Uh, and the like Salah mentioned, no, we put him uh, to lead the delegation. Because he is the one who preceded us in Islam, he is the best among us in terms of his religion, best among us in terms of, mm-hmm. of his, his 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 manners, and 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 black and blackness isn't something which is a problem for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then as the conversation continues between Urbada and Makukis, Obada uh, um, uh, says to uh, Makukis, "As for you being scared of me, then I have a thousand of our comp- a thousand of, of, of our men who are who are waiting at the waiting." at The borders and they're blacker than me and more ferocious than me. Than me. <laughs> yeah. So this shows so there's yeah. a lot of things we can, we yeah. can pick out from this. Yeah. First of all, it shows that um, Islam was a meritocracy mm. that, regardless of, uh, of one's was one's race or background, uh, one could still achieve. some i leadership. Yeah. It also shows that, uh, and this is important as well, is that uh, that there were also that there was a, evidently that there were black people involved mm. in the in the a regional spread of Islam. Mm. It also shows, as well, and this is important for some of the anti-Islamic, uh, anti-Islamic Afrocentric writers, is that Egypt wasn't ruled by the by black e- Egyptians from the Nile Valley civilizations. Mm. It wasn't being ruled by them, but mm. by the followers of Imhotep. <laughs> yes. Egypt at that time mm. was, was 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 being run by the Byzantines, mm. and the, who and who were mostly from Europe. Mm-hmm. In fact, Ma'koukis, Some of the uh, historians mentioned that Mapulpis, That name itself comes comes from the Latin or Greek word which means Caucasian, meaning that oh, okay. uh, meaning that it was probably someone mm. who was originally from um, from from uh, Europe. So, so these were the people who read it. it was, how it's sometimes framed is that. The people who were ruling Egypt at the time of the time of the Islamic conquest were, these, were, 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 were the descendants of the black were the, were the black Egyptians from the Nile Valley. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't, wasn't the case, so yeah. it's like a bit of a historical mm. uh, error which sometimes some people commit mm. at the time. And it mm. also shows that, that it was the Muslims, in fact, who were emphasising, re-emphasising this respect and this toleration, mm. regardless of people regardless of colour, and also emphasising that, that, that they had no problem with, with, with the blackness. And the fact of the the blackness—it's
0: fascinating. You see, what I'm saying, it's so it's yeah, something
1: yeah, yeah. which is really important. Mm. Furthermore, to, for, for that is that there was no wholesale from the first Muslims, There was no wholesale invasion uh, um, of uh, of um, black Africa by the first Muslims. There were some skirmishes. Mm. There was something known as the the Battle of Dongola, um, mm. uh, which probably took place where like Sudan is now. Mm. Um, uh, but interestingly, in that the 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 the, the people of uh, the Nubians they're, they're from Nubia. So mm. interestingly, there's a few interesting facts about this. subhanAllah, so that that, 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 for, that there were some skirmishes, but there was no like wholesale like attack or, or penetration there. And in the fact that they say that actually that the Nubians actually that they actually very good fighters at the time. Mm. So there was a treaty. There were some treaties. The treaty called the Treaty of Dongala. So there was a mm. treaty between the Nubians and the and the Muslims. And subhanallah, and then what happened centuries later? Then Nubia now is 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 um, is, a, is a Islamic. Yeah. Uh, it's a Muslim. They're Muslims mm. now. That, mm. that particular part of the world. Yeah. So subhanallah. So subhanallah. there was no wholesale yeah. in terms of uh, the spread of Islam. Yeah. That didn't actually happen in, yeah. in, in into into Black Africa per se. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That happened. That happened in North Africa.
0: Not not uh, as like an official no. from the empire. Yes. Yeah. Like that, you know, it was yeah. more like a trade. Of quite an organic. Uh, yes. That, that's how Islam spread, yeah. like in a. Yeah. If
1: we're talking about in the 10th century, yeah, mm. that's how Islam spread. But mm. in terms of like we're talking earlier, mm. there was there was, in terms of battles that more took place in North Africa per se. You know what mm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That happened, um, and there was uh, in like in Algeria, mm. there was there was but someone but that, there, mm. there was a, there was a, uh, a female warrior who mm. was referred to as. Uh, uh, they they referred to in the Islamic sources as as uh, Al-Kahina like a, source, like a sorceress mm. you know what I'm saying mm. uh, who was a, like a le- the leader of one of the people fighting against the, the Muslims but then eventually the Berbers mm. they um, because there was a lot of corruption mm. among uh, what was happening they then actually um, um, left sort of like defected en masse mm. you know, to become Muslim
0: you know so that's how Islam, mm.
1: Islam spread yeah um, but it didn't happen like in terms of i uh, in black what i 'm talking about in black Africa, there was no like like spread by the sword that kind mm. of narrative
0: didn't didn't occur mm. Mm. it didn 't mm. occur subhanallah so SubhanAllah, very fascinating by the way i I, I love this topic <laughs> uh it's uh, something obviously i 'm very uh, interested in of course I spend a lot of time in Africa and um, i've been ex- i've been very excited for this book for a long time of course what you're speaking about here is the islamic ideal mm. you know this is how it should be but that's not always how it has been you know uh, throughout history there, there have been times when uh, you know we're speaking about slavery and uh, racism mm. within islam mm. um but of course what you're speaking well, about all muslims here, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> exactly, Among Muslims, yeah. exactly yeah. amongst Muslims, but yeah. Not, not, yeah. not within Islam, that's what I'd say. Yeah. So, um, what are the examples do you speak about in your book? In terms of, you mean in terms of negative? Yeah, about this, this attack on Islam okay, first, from the, yeah, first, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: yeah, this is, I think, is important. When you, as a, not just as a historian, but as Muslims, you see what I'm saying? Um, when we're looking at historical events, we should be ready to say, "Yeah, this happened." Mm. It's not useful, and this is important, especially for those who are involved in dawa. Mm. Sometimes I think those people involved in dawa they can kind of have like rose-tinted spectacles, and they look at, look at things mm. in a romantic kind of way, mm. and that's not always helpful. Because uh, why, is, why? Why that's not helpful in terms of dawa? Tactically, you have to be very careful of that. Mm. But if someone who's if someone who, who maybe knows has dug a bit deeper in terms of certain historical things, they can catch off the cuff. Mm. Uh, you're, you're really, you're really going to be hit like mm. um, hit for six with that. Yeah. So some. So it's always good and important for um, Muslims to be aware of things, not just um, always um, have this romantic notion. But there are instances in history which did occur among Muslims mm. and in Muslim societies, which which are totally against the teachings of the Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And totally I, against. Um, I found
0: it a lot more effective as well when you're academically honest about it. Yeah. You know, because people uh, respect. Like you you know you're being honest about the, the history.
1: Yeah, definitely. Mm. So that's why it's actually important. And there's actually a, um, and there's a quote from there I mentioned from a historian called Bernard Freeman who's who's written about slavery in the, I think in the Muslim world. And uh, he does mention a point, and he's uh, uh, you know he he's he's correct on that observation where he's, he mentions mm. exactly what I just did that sometimes it have this romantic notion mm. and so forth with regards to. Uh, slavery and so forth, and and you know, he's true on that. Uh, but at the same time, which which we will get to, is that people like Fremont also need to also um, be willing to accept his, although that was the case that there were some very uh, negative instances which occurred in the history of um, of, of Muslims with regards. So let's say slavery, for instance. At the same time, the Muslim scholars, the ulama. They were always at the forefront of condemning that. Mm. They were always at the forefront of writing upon that, and as in some cases, which we'll get to, some people actually even pay with their lives
0: um, in order to. You know mm. what I'm saying? against it. You recently translated a book by Ibn al-Qayyim regarding some of this. Uh, Ibn not, al oh. I wasn't
1: the translator. I was. I wasn't the translator. Oh, okay. But it was the same. The same um, publisher published that book, but I wasn't the translator. Oh. That really? was Ibn al jawzis book. Yeah, Ibn al oh, okay. book. Okay. Yeah. Okay. On yeah, on Tanwir al-Rabash, uh, ifadul Sudan al-Rabash, yeah, in, uh, enlightening uh, the darkness hmm. uh, on the virtues of the blacks and the Ethiopians in yeah. mm. al I shalom. mean that book again. Yeah, so you mentioned that now, SubhanAllah. Yeah. And that's a case in point. Yeah. Is that uh, <laughs> I got a chapter in the book does Islam teach racism? This is a, uh, a scholar. We have a few scholars in Islamic history who wrote like, books, books mm. with regards to, mm. like, racism. Mm. So I'm saying? That's not something, when you think about it, mm. John, in terms of the history of civilizations, mm. that's not something that you actually find, mm. <laughs> really. Yes. See, so it shows that Muslims were at the forefront mm. of, uh, of, not just of, of, um, in terms of their, uh, in terms of upholding, like, these noble mm. attributes of justice, that's so what I'm saying, justice, mm. equality, and uh, humanity. You see what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. have a scholar, this was, like, in the 13th century, writing a book on racism, you see what I'm
0: yeah, saying? Yeah. And not as I'm not a book right. on racism, but yeah. I'm talking about the virtues and exploring yeah. the, the, the virtues of black people. Yeah. And even on the on the topic of slavery, like even the example, as I mentioned before, about uh, Salman al-Farsi, you know, you had uh, the Arabs who were paying a Jew to free a Persian, you know, so mm. <laughs> to free a Persian slave, you know, the, the, the justice regarding uh, slavery, but also, on, on, on uh, uh, fulfilling that, that contract with a Jew mm. You know, where they, they could have just said Well, we're not paying you, he's a Muslim You know, come with us, you yeah. know but That's from Islam Yeah, it? subhanAllah, it's, it's so just and, and of course, this is how these waves of people enter Islam mm. You know, not by the sword They could see the justice Exactly.
1: That, that That's how Islam spread, Easy yeah, yeah. when people saw the, yeah. uh, saw, saw the mannerisms yeah. of the people. Yeah. And then and this is what Allah says what Allah says. Call now, to uh, uh, <speaking in> the way <world> the Lord with wisdom yeah. and good preaching. Yeah. So this is what, is what has led people to um, Islam, mm. but it's usually due to, as you mentioned, as you mm. alluded to, it's usually mm. due to how people saw how trustworthy the Muslims mm. were in terms of their dealings mm. with the people. Mm. And this is what meant that uh, and nations became
0: Muslims mm. as a result yeah. of that. I mean, of course, uh, when it comes to history, you know, I always encourage, especially uh, people in the West, or white people, to study the history of uh, Christianity, the history of uh, you know, the, the Britain and things like mm-hmm. that But now to, for people From a uh, black origin How important it is for them to study You know, how can you study black history Without studying Islam You know, the, the, the history mm-hmm. Of uh, how is, uh, Islam in Africa uh, Regarding the different tribes Slavery, all these things I mean, exactly,
1: this is what I also know in the book Is that mm-hmm. the most serious Historians um, Who are pan-African they mm. were very positive about Islam. Mm. So people like whether that was people like Franz Fanon, mm. Sheikh Ante Diop, or Edward Blyden, or Ivan Van Sertima, or Kwame Nkrumah, or Walter Rodney. Mm. These Pan-Africanists writers that they didn't reach the same conclusions as some of the anti-Islam. Mm. Right. So there's, so there's, so there's, there's you know, I'm saying there's shows that there's, there's a there's a gap somewhere there. You see what I'm saying in fact, they didn't regard Walter Rodney wrote a book about how 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 Europe underdeveloped Africa, and he didn't mention that Islam had anything to do with that you see what I'm saying mm. um on the contrary, it's well known for example the civilizations which were in the literature and the libraries of Timbuktu, which are mm. renowned yeah. among the uh, uh, among the nations you see what I'm saying mm. it does show that as we were noted that there was some yeah there were some mm. it's like instances which mm. happened in islamic history which we kind of have to say yeah that occurred and that was that wasn't correct it mm. wasn't correct in terms of what mm. allah says in his book it wasn't correct with what the prophet taught with regards to justice you see mm. what i'm saying and these mm. things occurred within history mm. and the thing is uh it's, it's important for you see know what i'm saying that's to bring attention to that you see know what i'm mm. saying yeah it doesn't mean and uh and it's just all about um because muslim we have to um be upholders of of of, the, of justice. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's following within that very vein that mm-hmm. we have to say, yeah, this happened. This is not correct. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Oh. So,
0: so what other examples do you speak about in the book? So yeah, there were uh, there were some instances
1: which uh, which were kind, of, which which we could say uh, were quite contrary to the teachings of Islam. Well, and, and, and as I said, it's important for us to. So sort of take you know as Muslims and mm-hmm. sort of take ownership of that these things happen, it wasn't from Islam. Mm-hmm. Muslims did it, but mm-hmm. nothing to do with Islam.
0: Yeah.
1: And this is a, this is an interesting point because whereas in uh, in transatlantic slavery and slavery which occurred, um, whether that was uh, instigated by the Portuguese or or the or the French or the British.
0: With the it, blessing of the, the Catholic scholars yes, and the you. Protestant scholars. You,
1: you, you, you don't find yeah. anyone coming with the book. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying you don't find anyone coming with the Quran or the Sunnah saying, yep, and here's yeah. this we're going to we're yeah. going to enslave you now." Yeah. You don't because in fact the contrary was done because yeah. people wanted to circumvent what Islam had put in place, yeah. and this is what some we, we we found. So there were a few instances in history where that was the Basra, uh, what's known as the the uh, the the Zanj slave revolt, which occurred I think in yeah. the, like the 9th century. I mention that in the book as well, mm. um, and some historians say that after that occurred, that then led to um, like uh, that was during the time of the Abbasid Abbasid Empire, and then after after that was kind of uh, uh, it was kind of like uh, regarded that that form of slavery shouldn't really be, mm. be be done, and then there was the cases of uh, uh, Ottoman Empire. Ottoman Empire is important is interesting actually because the, the slavery which occurred in, in the Ottoman Empire wasn't it wasn't based upon race i mean as you probably aware no. the Ottoman Empire had they they had a lot of slaves who were Circassian so mm. they they were white Europeans mm. slaves uh, Some of these slaves
0: actually took leadership of Yeah, they did. And, yeah, yeah they, they did. They, they, they well, kind they of was, worked them Yeah, whether yeah.
1: they were the Circassian ones or the ones who, or the African ones. Mm. Um, so, so what was found in the Ottoman Empire was the, was the wicked and disgusting, horrific act of castration mm. of, an, of a boy, where they would enslave these boys, whether they were the the, the white Circassian slaves or the mm. uh, or the or the black uh, slaves who were from largely largely from Congo. Uh, and East Africa, but largely from Congo. Most, most of the slave, the, the resource of slaves who were taken from East Africa, largely from the hinterland Congo, which we'll get to that when we talk about Zanzibar, is uh, and then the horrific uh, castration operations mm. which were conducted. These are horrific, uh, these um, um, mutilation, which is a, a, a take place, totally against uh, mm. Islam, totally against what was taught by by, by Allah and His Messenger. Mm. Totally in, in complete contravention of any kind of humanity or dignity. Mm. What's interesting is that during the Ottoman Empire, the Ottomans, Ottoman scholars issued what are known as firmans, which are decrees, or like legal edicts, forbidding this practice. So then what was done is that, in order to, to circumvent this, is that Egypt at the time, which had been run by, um, um, in, the, in the 19th century, which had been run, had been run by, uh, Egypt at the time was a vassal state, Of the Ottomans, and that was being headed by Muhammad Ali Pasha, who himself was an Albanian, Albanian origin. And he was also the one who also fought against the first Saudi state, and then he later fought against the Ottoman Empire, and then he then he wanted to get control of Egypt for himself. Mm. But during his, all of this happened, like the castration took place during his time, and traders in Egypt at that time, to circumvent that, because uh, it was outlawed in the Ottoman realm, castration, it occurred in um, parts of uh, Egypt, and, when, and, and it wasn't Muslims who were, do, who were doing the, these horrific, gruesome, deadly castration operations. It was actually uh, Christians. Mm. Christian monks were doing them. Mm. And in fact, some of the revenue which these monasteries, in order to survive, they, they get their revenue from performing these horrific, gruesome castration operations. This is something which is not, not known it's about by, by many. Mm. These wasn't these conducted by Muslims, mm. it was conducted by Christians. Um, unfortunately, of a, the unfortunately starts, yeah. yeah, because there was a demand mm. for it as well, because there was a demand, they would then get these uh, individuals um, s- uh, sent off to uh, the Ottoman Empire. So, this is something which was mm. gruesome, totally again, as I yeah, mentioned yeah. in the book, so from an mm. Islamic point of view, mm. totally haram, totally forbidden. Mm. You see what I'm saying? That such yeah. a mutilation, gruesome mutilation, should mm. occur on, on a, a human being. Mm.
0: This is what I was found. This well, is what Of course, these anymore. academics know that they know that you can't judge Islam by by the Muslims unless they're actually following what Islam teaches. Mm. But as you said, this this the intention behind it is, is it's a polemical intention to, to pull people away from Islam, to, to discourage them from accepting Islam. Definitely. Of course, in in America, the, it, Islam was picking up. You know, of course, not Islam, but like the Nation mm. of Islam, for instance, and. And, and things like this had a big impact on mm. many of the black community coming into Islam. So they're trying to, you know, stop that. Yeah, yeah. But by, by referral to
1: these examples. Mm-hmm. And there's also the case in Zanzibar, in mm. Zanzibar history as well. Mm. Interesting in the Zanzibar case, was that slavery there was being controlled and run by, for the benefit of the Omani state at the time, mm-hmm. which was a Ibadi khariji yeah, state. Yeah, yeah. Which is probably why you won't find much kind of condemnation. Mm. Couldn't find much condemnation among that tradition against yes. it. Maybe, I'm not sure whether it has something to do with the, maybe their uh, distorted credo, mm. maybe he's informing that. Mm. But again, that's something we would have to say, yeah, yeah in, in that case, that needs
0: to, to, uh, needs to be looked at as well. And of course the mi- mainstream bodies of Islam, yeah, it's that, it's that it's whole ex- religion, definitely, uh, definitely, sect,
1: if definitely, you like,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: which is probably why, in terms of, couldn't find anything it's kind of any disc- really discussable mm. in that and within that tradition, mm. uh, which is uh, interesting considering how much of their mm. uh, that state at the time was kind of. In fact, the Omani capital was actually Zanzibar mm. <laughs> at one particular point, yeah, and yeah. due to and there was a lot of resources there but was, uh, that was uh, I- uh, ivory, mm. cloves, yeah. and slaves were the main yeah. kind of. Uh, uh, commodities which mm. their uh, state was based upon. There were also the individuals there again, totally kind of all based upon greed and avarice mm. and chicanery, nothing to do with Islam. People mm. like uh Tipu Tip who used to conduct slave raids into the he was a like a, uh like an African Swahili like mm. an African and African and Arab or African and Omani mm. uh uh slave trader in mm. who got used to operate in uh, in 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 sort of the East African uh, coast, like, uh, mm. and
0: going to the hinterland, like mm. Congo and stuff. Mm. How, uh, how about like the uh, in Morocco? Mm. Um, they mm. had, uh, they also had. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of instances in Morocco as Moroccan history as well. well uh, I, I heard they came to Ireland and took some of my people. <laughs> oh, like, okay if We can do with that. that that's <laughs> the Barbary, Barbary, the Barbary, um, the Barbary
1: trade. Mm. It was under the Barbary piracy. there's a lot of mm. piracy and someone in the 16th, 17th century. Mm. Along the Barbary Coast, which is kind of like northern uh, Algerian and uh, sort of southern Mediterranean mm. air, uh, coastal regions, mm. and then sort of Algeria, uh, Algerian northern Algerian coast, mm. Barbary—that's known as like the Barbary Coast—and as you came to, Ireland. Yeah. But those people were corsairs, John. They were not mm. necessarily people who were, like doing it like based upon sort of like Islam or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Kind course. of like pirates,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> or yeah. corsairs who were kind of they—they—they they, they, they didn't have any sort of sanction. Piracy like kind of, kind of, of the
0: Mediterranean <laughs> Yeah, something <laughs> like that So it's piracy yeah, yeah,
1: There's an yeah. interesting story There's a good book actually Which I referred to in, in yeah. my book By Robert C. Davis He's got a mm. book called Christian Slaves, Muslim mm. Masters And he talks about this whole mm. all, all, all This is book. why
0: you get like People who read her in, in like Algeria In Syria yeah. It comes from possibly, yeah, possibly, yeah, possibly. That's one.
1: That's one uh, interpretation as well. Mm. That's true. I mean, because there were so many mm. actually English. There a lot of English people. They were referred to at that time as being renegades because some mm. of them actually they were they were pirates and then they became Muslim. Okay. And okay. then they weren't kind of some of them like mm. just ended up um, uh, in um, living in Algeria or, or Morocco, and they and they didn't return. Mm. They were, maybe they were from Scotland, Ireland, England yeah yeah that's found it was mentioned by Robert C mm. Davison's but these people were some sort of I mean renegades at that particular time mm. um, because they thought sort of, yeah they seem like they turned back but yeah there was, there was slave raiding at that time um, and I actually remember in, in not too long ago i actually did a I did a discussion with a Christian mm. uh, academic uh, called Anthony McCroy, and it was about should <laughs> that and he was he was arguing that um, there should be reparations for 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 uh, for um um, Britain mm. um, from Morocco and Algeria for, for, for Barbary uh, uh, slavery so uh, and, so, and so and so and that narrative, however, that was something which wasn't from the, mm. the Christian evangel and was Actually, I think they got that from some of the some of the white supremacists in this country. I'm thinking mm. in America. That's mm. what they are, that, that's what they call for. Yeah. That there'd be reparations for that kind of uh, mm. slavery, which could. But that was that was something, as I said, that wasn't like a, yeah, it, a state it, measure. Yeah. There were corsairs and pirates. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. something where they were getting any kind of sort of sanction mm. they sanctioned for any of that, you see what mm. I'm saying? It was galley mm. slavery. Yeah. They would get people like working in the galleys mm-hmm. of ships and so forth. Mm. Like that. And there's also there were actually accounts of, of, of English people who were enslaved and talking about how they were getting whipped by these like recently black Muslim slave masters and so <laughs> forth. Subhanallah.
0: Now, you know what was the, the um truthfulness of um Black Muslims in West Africa being a part of the uh, transatlantic slave trade in terms of selling hmm. non uh, you know, like uh, yeah. non-Muslims to uh, the Europeans. Is there any truth to this? No, you couldn't this say. This is something, something that you, you, you kind of no, hear this a lot. No, from not really,
1: yeah. like as not in that sense. Mm. What you have to understand is that I mean, you could kind of say is that slavery at that time, in terms of really looking at something which I've thought about a lot. Look at it from the perspective of the certain tribes in West Africa. Could mm. say that they were probably naive as mm. to, because obviously slavery existed in their societies, but slavery in their society wasn't anything which would later transpire, for example, in the transatlantic system. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Where the transatlantic system led to a complete, it was completely inhumane, mm. completely injustice, in daily de- mm. dehumanization, daily uh, humiliation. Complete oppression. You see what I'm saying, Then leading mm. to stratification of, of 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 people. You see what I'm saying based mm. upon skin color and so forth. In terms mm. of how it transpired, you could say there was naivety probably on the part of those mm. of those tribes. Not just that, but it was also like you could say like a and a clear example. You could say kind of like a kind of black on black kind of like crime of, of its day. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, it wasn't necessarily based upon that. It didn't necessarily have mm. kind of, because there were Muslims who were who were yeah. taken slaves. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. This was yeah. something which has been discussed by Sylvian Dioff. In her excellent book called *Servants of Allah*, where she yeah. mentions about the about the uh, African Muslims who were enslaved in the Americas. Mm. Yeah. Like, for example, I think in Jamaica, there's a, a famous story of someone called Abdul who was actually who was actually a scholar had knowledge, mm. and he actually wrote uh, in Arabic. Mm. I think he even wrote, uh, I think uh, I'm not sure, wrote in Musaf mm. uh, him, himself, but definitely mm. wrote about. Um, he wrote. It, he used write in Arabic. Hmm. I think he was actually it's freed. Not, I think not, he was actually freed because of his literacy. Yeah. I think he was actually free. He was, his, he was one of the fortunate ones who was actually freed as a, on account of his literacy. SubhanAllah, It's not quite the
0: uh, savage that you meant, you know, that you led to believe, you know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that, that these people like savages, the you know, they eat people and the, you know they dress like. You know what like you said about the book cover yeah. before, you know there were scholars amongst them. Definitely, you know? I think. This you is know, they had a, universities.
1: This is something which is you not know. really appreciated John. Mm. Well, if, um, you could say among, as, as you've mentioned, mm. it's not really appreciated due mm. to certain, you could say, among certain, as you mentioned, European historians or academics, mm. due to their ignorance really. Uh, you could say while well, they are... You think
0: it's ignorance? Or you just, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely it's ignorance. Mm. But let's say, for example, someone like uh, David Starkey. He's mm. a powerhouse when it comes to English Tudor history. Mm. But we, wouldn't, we wouldn't refer to him when you want to know about um, African history or Asian history or Middle East mm-hmm. history? Wouldn't really know. He wouldn't because he's uh, definitely mm-hmm. that's that's not his fault. He Doesn't mm-hmm. know anything about that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Evidently, by his some of the ridiculous things that he says, mm-hmm. uh, not just him but others. So I'm saying, so why they're good? For example, uh, within maybe their own restricted field. I can't like speak mm. about that because it's not their't know well, mm. anything really in terms mm. of their be limited their knowledge would be limited with regards to that field, so it could be mm. could say so it is uh John actually I would say that no it is ignorance because they don't have because mm. there's something which they they have no well, interest, I mean, they have no interest yeah. really
0: they' not uh, any interest in mm. any interesting in, interest in researching but i mean a, a lot more re- a lot more recently of course i mean there' there's, there seems to be more research i mean on the the empire, like in Mansa Musa and mm. uh, Os- Osman Dan Fodio, yeah. these kind of Islamic empires, if mm. you could call them that, uh, what would you call? What would you, how would you call? How would you refer? Would you say an Islamic empire within Africa? Yeah, or? The,
1: the West African, because the West African yeah.
0: Muslim empires, yeah. definitely. whether yeah. that there was ancient Ghana, yeah.
1: ancient Mali, mm, Songhai. Mm, you see what I'm saying? They, these are, yeah. then, and then obviously, then yeah. later on, then you would have like, mm. um, uh, Borno. And then uh, mm. the, the Sokoto, mm. the history of the Sokoto Caliphate, Uthman Dhanfod and the Sokoto Caliphate. Yeah. These, are, really, these oh. are all important yeah. uh, sort of empires to study. Mm. But going back to that, it was, so they weren't based upon, it wasn't like the, the, the Muslims having yeah. a role alone. They were, uh, they, and the Muslims it, are victims. All, of all all of the other, many of the, yeah. the, the, the tribes in West Africa at that time would have been involved in that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was. And yeah, but, but that was um, mm. the tribe I'm originally from, mm. Ashanti. Mm. They were involved in that.
0: Mm. Um, and it's Christian. well, now it's Christian. And the other, 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 tribe. other tribes would
1: have been involved in that. Yeah. Well, that was a yeah. Mandinka, Wolof, mm. Hausa, Ibo, the Fulani, Yoruba, mm. Yoruba, Fulani. You see what I'm mm. saying? Mm. Um, uh, all of the all of the tribes. That's why. That's yeah. why in in the Americas. Mm. And the uh, African diaspora, you find that mm. the uh, you, you find people still speak aspects of all of these different languages. You mm. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Even uh, in Jamaica, they have the Maroon community in Jamaica, mm. and they speak. They some of the Maroons mm. they they still speak to this day mm. parts of Tui Ghana, mm. Ghanaian Tui, mm. you see what mm. is, which is, uh, which yeah. is Ashanti speak. so see what I'm saying? It's so, so it's amazing it's they still preserve yeah. parts of that yeah. of, of the linguistic yeah. uh, linguistic heritage, which is also also it's interesting. Even
0: about. in some some of the black culture on, in the Americas, they still preserve some of the shirk of the of the uh, Africans. Uh, you know, do you know the old um, yeah. They do. Yeah, some di- different uh, things
1: that they like they in here in Brazil. Mm. I think that they're very closely linked to the Yoruba,
0: and it definitely and they came don't. from. that. Yeah, it's yeah. the same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: so that, that's that's
0: evidence. It's <sighs> Subhanallah. Subhanallah, it's it's fascinating uh, history and um, well, Morocco, going back to yeah. Morocco,
1: there was, a, mm. there was also a case uh, in, this is actually interesting,
0: actually. Mm.
1: There was a, a case in, in, this will lead on to the other issue, where we're talking about abolition and so forth, but mm. there was an incident in the 17th century in Morocco, mm. where um, one of the rulers of the Saadi dynasty, it was the name of Moulay Ismail, he had a program of enforced transcription of black Moroccans into the military. Mm. Uh, who, 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 uh, and this was something which was seen as unjust at the time and many scholars at the time Morocco spoke about this mm. uh, there are many Moroccan scholars mm. of the, Moroccan ulema at the time condemned this kind of uh, uh, a lot of the, this kind of racism and oppression which was taking place at that particular time and as I mentioned before some of them paid with, them, with their lives there was a scholar mm. named uh, Ibn, Ibn Jasus who was from Fez who, was, who spoke about who condemned, condemned this other scholars like Al-Jarimi from Morocco, mm-hmm. condemned this uh, and Nasari. Uh, you say, you, say, you say, it sounds very so, so many scholars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying who who mm-hmm. these the, are the, the people who were mm-hmm. reading a book, saying what, what's going on here? This is totally mm-hmm. like just mm-hmm. against Islam, it's against yeah. what the Islam yeah. teaches, it's against the, the this, all of this against the spirit mm-hmm. of Islam and against what mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's the the justice which mm-hmm. Qur'an emphasises. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see know what I'm saying? Because Allah says, Tilik al-Umm had those 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 nations have gone mm. b, b, have, have, have gone by, mm. unto them is what they have earned, and unto you is what you have earned. Because mm. what what's difficult is um uh because Allah says also. Mm. One cannot bear the sin as what of what someone else has has bore. And what's important is is that sometimes when people try to say oh but Muslims did this in the past uh, or this country did this in the past, the problem is is when you're looking at that. And I mentioned it in the, in, in, in my book as well is that. Uh, certain things which happened uh, most of the muslim countries they only kind of really trace their modern history to the last 50 or 100 years mm. you see what i'm saying mm. it's like when colonialism came in it's like that led to like a kind of you could say like a break with like their the, the, mm. their past his, history and then anything it's like some countries actually even really trace their kind of modern history to post colonialism you see what i'm saying so you can't like, expect them to kind of co- comprehend. Like a lot of people, don't even know about some of these historical things which occurred, even though mm. it's from their own countries. Why? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. like, so yeah, there's an ignorance, but not just that. I think it's because there was that, they're seen as they can't they can't relate to those kind of uh, empires. You see what I'm saying? Because there wasn't. Mm. It was a kind of those empires mm. were kind of established mm. pre-colonialism, and they don't really have much of a connection with them. You see what I'm saying? Mm. It's, mm. quite, it's quite com- com- complicated. And not just that, mm. as, I, as I said, some countries have only been established as countries for the last, sort of established for the last 60 years, mm. really. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm. You can't compare them to like, yeah. like a country like, um, like a European country, which mm. has been, which has, its economy mm. was actually largely based mm. upon that in the first place. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is like, like, like what's happened in the case of, of Britain and so forth, which had an empire, a colonial empire mm. and so forth. Mm. Which, which you could say, the so, both the industrial revolution and its own modern history mm. were largely um, based upon what it reaped from. You yes. see what I'm saying? Um, slavery, so, um, uh, from yes, yeah, slavery, colonialism, colonialism uh, Indian subcontinent, and so, and so forth. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, martial John, you went. Uh, you did a lot of work in. Um, you went to New Zealand mm. after the horrific terrorist yeah. attack there. John, okay, what, what's the, what mm. do you understand the, was the narrative of that terrorist, that particular terrorist?
0: Uh, again, his his idea, as far as I'm aware, was to, he didn't like the, the progression of Islam, right? Mm. What what do you know about that? Well,
1: because for what I he also wrote a, uh, some kind of, uh, a manifesto, some, right, some yeah. sort of dodgy manifesto. Mm. Um,
0: it's from, it was from, it was from uh, Australia,
1: Australia, actually, yeah, yeah. it was. From my understanding, his, manif- his, his uh, narrative—he was decrying population growth was the one thing. Mm. This, is, that's an int- this is that's an interesting topic, population growth, because I don't, I don't see anybody having any qualms with white people reproducing. So that's surely that's uh, um, um, his. Uh, that's, that's that's a separate topic whatsoever. Mm. Can't blame Muslims for that. Mm. uh, Surely, then, what people like who have that narrative—they need to have their own reproduction Mm. ethic, (laughs) rather than rather than decrying Mm. Muslim population growth. You see Mm. what I'm saying? This is just a just complete folly. Mm. And this is something which you find in that kind of narrative, some of these white supremacist narratives, is that they decry Muslim population growth. Mm. Something I've seen a lot in their writings. Mm. But no one's stopping. I I don't see any Muslims stopping any people, anyone. From also reproducing and mm. sort of having loads of kids and stuff, but they can also do that. So mm. they they shouldn't decry Muslims for, mm. for not, not for or other people mm. for not having that as an, as, a, as a as a as a as an ethos. Mm. Uh, so I saw that in his in his narrative, which is something which mm. is um, which is interesting. What what is um, even more worrying, John, is that how some aspects of that narrative have actually become pervasive in Western society. Especially among certain Western commentators who have actually fed into that narrative, you see what I'm saying. Mm. Let's take, for example, Anders Bering Breivik, mm. who, who massacred mm. uh, seventy three young people in, in uh, Norway Norway Norway, wasn't it? Norway, yeah yeah, yeah. Breivik in, mm. his, in his quasi quasi manifesto, you know for, for I understand was poorly written in any case. He, he actually refers to certain commentators who are, who are well-known writers in the UK. Mm. He refers to people like Melanie Phillips mm. and her Londonistan thesis.
0: Mm.
1: See what I'm saying? He refers to her in his book. That book as well is a, is a risible book, and in any case, it talks mm. about like a kind of... It, it frames as kind of like Muslim cons, kind of conspiracy, effectively, sort of take over <laughs> London. complete balmy you know, uh, work in any case. But let's look at some of the things what she argues in her book. She argues, for example, um, she, she refers a lot to, and this is a kind of, it's kind of like a kind of, you could say, kind of Machiavellian survival, pragmatic survival technique. Mm. It's like she kind of feels threatened by the Muslim presence mm. in the UK. And that's why she sort of, uh, she saves a lot of her venom for the Muslim community at the time. For example, in that particular book, you see what I'm saying? Oh, the Muslims, they, they're asking for a shopping list of demands. I think she says, like a like book. That's mm. complete nonsense. Mm. But not just that, is that she evokes notions of a, a, like of a shared Judeo Christian heritage. You see mm. what I'm saying? This, this notion of a Judeo Christian heritage this is something which is like a fabricated term, you see what I'm saying? Which was invented like in the 1950s or something like that, which I think is mentioned even by, by one writer. who wrote actually a book called The Myth of the Judeo Christian Civilization or something you know, along those lines, you see what I'm saying? Because uh, in Europe, even 60 years ago, they didn't want Judeo appended to mm. to their the Christianity whatsoever, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So this uh, notion is something which some historians have said is actually, it's actually a fabricated notion, you see what I'm saying? And that actually has there some um, validity. I know what that it's meant by it. But in terms of it being a popular term among Christians, no, that's, that would be accurate. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Especially after centuries of, of pogroms and centuries of oppression. Uh, and linked onto that is the notion of the kind of the vimitude um, mm. conspiracy theory, if you're not really aware of that, yeah. which is like where, uh, which is this was framed by a historian or writer called, not, it's not actually a professional historian, actually, or commentator called Back to Your. Giselle Littman, she wrote a book called Vimitude. and she talks about how Muslims, they just want to keep Jewish and Christian uh, communities subjugated, and that narrative, why it's dangerous, John, is that that narrative has mm-hmm. fed into, slowly and slowly along the years, it's fed into the white supremacist narrative, which is interesting, mm-hmm. because both Littman you, and Philip, Phillips are both Jewish, Mm. And they slowly, and there are other Jewish commentators as well. They're mm. feeding into this narrative. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Um, what's the reality? Is what's the reality of that? The reality of that, though, now is where, where is this narrative led to? We've seen it's led to terrorists like um, Bravik mm. It's also led to. Where's it led to now? Are the white supremacists narrative, white supremacists now? Are they talking about we're, we've got a shared Judeo-Christian heritage? Mm. No, they're talking about the Jews will not replace us. As they mm. were sh- saying in Charlottesville. So, what's happened to this notion of a shared Judeo Christian yes. heritage? You see what I'm saying? That's going yeah. totally out of the window. The same people who they're trying to sort of pander to in their writings, mm. this is where it's leading to. As the Arab saying, a famous saying, that the, in the, the magic has overcome the magician. That's mm. so what's happened here. Is that there's, there's, they're feeding into a lot mm. of that narrative, and that narrative then is going kind mm. of back on them, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's look at in English history as well. Yeah. The Jews were, Jewish communities were kicked out of England by the famous 1290 edict. Kicked out of England. So I'm saying, booted out, been banished from England. What's yeah. interesting as well, John, is when, when the Jewish communities were being oppressed and subjugated and ill-treated in these ways, where were they going? Who was yeah. accepting them with open arms? The Muslim world. The Muslim yeah. realm. The Muslim world. Yeah. And this is something which unfortunately some of these, like, r- r- like some of these writers have mentioned, like in the case of like, Melanie Phillips and Batyur, something which they're in total historical denial upon. Maybe mm. they're not. I mean, they're not professional mm. historians in any case. That may account for some of it. Mm. But it's something which is a quite a disservice. You see what I'm saying to yeah. Islamic civilization yeah. and the Muslims for yeah. them to kind of deny mm. all of that. And in England, and in England, there was only Oliver Cromwell mm. in the 17th century who allowed the Jews to come back in, mm. well, as known as the Cromwellian protectorate. And that wasn't well, just through England; it was the whole of Europe. And some people say, well, that was for maybe like pregnant. It was maybe for cynical trade mm. and commerce reasons.
0: When he allowed them in, yeah, as yeah. opposed
1: to any notions of them having a shared Judaic One of them Christian was the uh,
0: because they, the the Jews were allowed to do riba for the Gentiles, right? Mm. So I think they allowed them into to to, yeah. to loan money and things like that so yeah. to make access. It was
1: Oliver Cromwell in the seventeenth century mm. who 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 allowed for Jewish communities to settle back into England mm. after. After over yeah over about four hundred years of being uh, banished from England, see what I'm saying? Mm. And it was the Muslims who and where did they go? The Muslim yeah. world, whether that was the Ottoman Empire yeah. or Morocco, mm.
0: Morocco, yeah. or um, other parts of the Muslim world, But mm. there were, were,
1: were, the, were there seems to be yeah. people of the border.
0: well, not just because they it, uh, I get it it was it was like they were not welcome in France, Spain. They were kind of driven out of the mm. whole of Europe,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. Yeah, and Port- Portugal as well. Mm. Portugal as well. So,
0: mm.
1: uh, this is why sometimes some of the uh, that's, these, these that's, historical yeah. notions are not really. This is why sometimes mm. it's it's rather patronising for mm. s- certain European commentators mm. to kind of like have this sanctimony with regards, with regards mm. to the Muslim world. You see what I'm saying? Because totally mm. unbeknown to them, some of these mm. historical details. You see what mm. I'm saying? Mm. Where was the tolerance then? Mm. Where's the humanity then? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? For centuries. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's the same with like, the whole issue of abolition of slavery as well, you see what I'm saying? Mm. Oh, well, we were the ones who, uh, mm. who, who, who abolished it. Mm. But that's a bit cynical. Abolished it, yeah. That was only due to, I mean, the people who, were, who led the abolition, they were people who were kind of marginalised in society anyway. Like, we William force or so on. But not just that, or Equiano, mm. but not just that. that was kind of cynical because after you've reaped most of the rewards from it, and then after that, mm. then so mm. you, you made as much money as you can yeah. off it, and did then you, like, oh yeah, we're gonna stop it now. Did you? And then you <laughs> got to stop it too. Did you, you know see the a bit, yeah. a bit, a bit kind of did did cynical? You,
0: did you see the a recent sanctimism. BBC <laughs> documentary about the British slave owners? <clears throat> and uh, you know when they 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 paid, uh, they reimbursed. Yeah, a lot I think that's still
1: going on to this day, isn't it? The reimbursement. Yeah, well, I think so yeah, I, I think it was
0: only paid off like a few years ago or something, but. They were basically, you know, they're paying the slave owners to basically free the slaves. And, uh, but you had to claim for your slave, you know, so you had to fill out a form and and then they'll give it a price, basically. And the government kind of decided, you know, British government decided how much per slave, (coughs) etc. And on some of these records, you've got some of these, uh, you know, the people that were trying to abolish slavery. In the records, they put claims in for their own slaves. You know, <laughs> you know, they're trying to, they're, they're supporting uh, the ending of slavery. But at the same time, they're, they're uh, claiming of the government mm. for, for their slaves. Mm. You know, they, they're still benefiting. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, this, this is also uh, a repeat of his, history of what we're seeing today. I mean, even recently, uh, you were just telling me about the, the historian who was uh, firing shots at the uh, black community. Mm.
1: Yeah, there's yeah, there's that historian who made some statements recently. Yeah, the one I mentioned earlier, mm. David Starkey. Who, mm. when it comes to Tudor, English Tudor history, the powerhouse. Mm. I wouldn't refer to him on anything to do with either contemporary issues or mm. anything to do with African, Asian, or Middle Eastern history. But mm. <laughs> so obviously, evidently, doesn't know anything mm. about about those matters. And I think it's it's like a bit of a it's kind of like a fallacy, spurious mm. to refer to someone like that for like contemporary. <laughs> Like he's what I'm saying, contemporary mm. commentary on 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 even sensitive mm. contemporary issues. You see mm. what I'm saying? Because yeah. evidently, that's not his fault. He yeah. might know something with regards to Tudor history. Want to know about English Tudor mm. history and Henry VIII? Mm. I might want to mm. hear what he has to say on that. I'm not going to refer to him. But what something. are some of the I'm comments? Not going to <laughs> I'm refer to him. Mm. Like for example, if it comes to like a contemporary mm. issue. A what are some of the statements he? I really mean, saw? in the past, there was mm. a famous thing he said after the riots where he said. Something along the along the lines of oh, the chaps, the chaps have become black, the whites have become black, mm. and they've adopted this 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 culture mm. which is intruded upon us, which is completely which is completely false. And 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 even in that, you see what I'm saying. We mm. um, have another statement recently where oh, there's so many damn blacks. Mm. Oh, slavery wasn't genocide. There's so many damn blacks. Mm. Um, there's so many damn blacks in Africa and Britain aren't there, and an awful lot of them survived. All right, so. Oh, sla- Okay, slavery, okay, you could say slavery is slave trade um, by definition. Yeah, it's not genocide, but if it doesn't have the main aim of wiping out that, comp- that, mm. that, that genus of people off the face of the map, mm. you see what I'm saying? So in that sense, mm, yeah. save is right. However, the problem with transatlantic slavery is that there was an aspect of it which was completely dehumanising, mm. you see what I'm saying? Based upon, there was something in, 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 trans- in transatlantic slavery known as the slave codes, which gave a white man permission to spit in the face of a black man. You See what mm. I'm saying? These kind of things. You see what I'm saying? Then we had Jim Crow. And, and, you see what I'm saying? And then mm. after that, slavery, they were just given 40 acres and a, and a mule. Mm. So there were some really de-human, dehumanizing aspects with regards to mm. the transatlantic mm. slave trade. You see what I'm saying? then we haven't even discussed about the Middle Passage. You mm. see what I'm saying? Kids, women, kids thrown overboard. You mm. see what I'm saying? Mm. If they were uh, sick, or even if they were deemed as recalcitrant, this mm. was horrific. This mm. kind of sort of shows that there was no mm. kind of, so I'm saying, mm. no kind of morals, no kind of ethics with regards to that. You see what I'm saying? Anyone mm. who did try to speak at the time with any regards to that human rights mm. uh, at the time were kind of ostracized so marginalized. You see what I'm saying? Mm. And that's what sort of shows that that particular brand of slavery. had there was a, mm. a, a, a kind of uh, a wholesale inhumane aspect to it. Mm. I'm not, we're not denying that things like that didn't happen in the Muslim world. Mm. It did, however, in the Muslim world there were always mm. alhamdulillah, or mm. praises due to Allah, that there were like the scholars who would like to check there who would always mm. speak out. I guess mm. so we have this and I've proven this in the in the records, in the mm. historical record and in the academic yeah. record from the literature, yeah. which I refer to in my book, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then you have so so uh, but what I've noticed with some of these commentators, John, uh they're kind of like uh there's you there. And some of these commentators, if you know, some of the ones who are really vociferous mm. when speaking about Islam, really uh, volatile in some mm. of their comments about Islam. What, I've not, what you notice with some of them is that some of them are actually uh, homosexuals. Mm. That's what I'm saying. And they're kind of representative of a phenomenon. There was a gay, leftist gay academic who, who coined a term, what he referred to as the homocoms, which mm. are like the right, these like right-wing um, gay conservatives, you see what I'm saying. Uh, and there's even one in America called Deplorable Pride, and they actually, the leader of which I think even advocated for the for the murder of Muslims. Even mm. this is this is uh, this is really concerning. You see what I'm saying. Mm. Uh, and then uh, and then linking back to the narrative of the Christchurch terrorist, mm. he was influ- um, uh, influenced by the narrative which is known as the Great Replacement narrative. Mm. You see what I'm saying. With this great replacement narrative, this was coined and devised by a French, another French homosexual writer called uh, Camus, René Camus, Mm. who 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 discussed how he claimed that France was being overtaken. There was a replacement of the white French. You see what I'm saying? Mm. By um, and interestingly, in in France's case, though, interestingly. A lot of the uh, there's a lot of anti-Semitism actually also in France. France has actually been home to a lot of these kind of mm. narratives. You see what I'm saying? People yeah. people would be would be quite surprised, but there's actually a lot of there's uh, mm. a lot of influential mm. French people who were actually even supportive, of, either of Nazi Germany, and a lot of this anti a lot of hardcore anti-Semitism comes from France. You mm. see what I'm saying? There are other there are other, like writers like Boulinvilliers who also discussed about notion of like the French, mm. the, 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 there's two types of French. There's like the, the, the Gaul, the, the French who originate who from the Gauls and the Romans, and there was the French who were like the, the <sighs> Germanic. I <sighs> uh, like French, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So France always had these kind of like uh, oddball, mm. oddball, racist, mm. right, do you see what I'm saying? But Camus, he's the one who actually coined to devised this great replacement theory. That the white French, indigenous white French, they're being replaced by yeah. by Afri- by black Africans and Arabs and mostly Muslims. You see what I'm saying? Uh, another homosexual writer, another sort of homocon. Why it seems to me that like these writers is similar to what uh, uh, we said before with regards to like the terrorist, the Christchurch terrorist is that uh, it's odd that they're writing about a great replacement when they themselves indulge in that which is not exactly going to lead to reproduction. Yeah. (laughs) It's a bit odd. That's the first thing. The second thing is like, how it seems to me is that that they target, uh, they seem to... If you really
0: really want to counter it, you you kind of need to change your... uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not just that, but they're targeting communities who it seems to me, so I'm saying, they're quite... Mm. One could argue, one could argue that they're very, um, let's just say that they regard homosexuality as a sin and an abomination, mm. and it seems that like those communities are ones who are particularly targeted by this kind of homo homocon trend. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, but 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 but, however, in doing that, they like also feed in mm. to like this white supremacist narrative. It's actually quite a kind of Machiavellian kind of approach. Mm. They like to, to put a lot of. Of, of emphasis upon what the other communities are doing in order to kind of then slowly slowly lead to acceptance yeah. of something yeah. which by and large many of the many mm. people in the society probably wouldn't accept their what, what their, their lifestyles mm. however they want their lifestyles to be more accepted, mm. so in mean, doing that so then they put a lot of the emphasis upon what mm. these
0: other communities do, it's quite Machiavellian mm. meaning, it's mm. quite like a sort of sleight of hand trick, you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah Jazakallah <laughs> khair, bro. SubhanAllah, it's been a fantastic uh, podcast. You know, we learned so much about your uh, research, and uh, I'm really looking forward to getting my hands on one of these. And uh, where can we get this? Where can If someone wants to buy one, that's I, like, available. I think that's available. Yeah, Amazon. Um, and yeah, Amazon. Dar uh, yeah, salam. Dar al alqam. Yeah, dar alqam. Dar alqam. Yeah, yeah so. Make sure you get one of these for your bookshelf and read it. And I think it's a good. Would you recommend this for like people who are interested in uh, you know it's more like to like in defense of Islam, I guess yeah
1: definitely
0: yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. usually if, yeah. I
1: mean that book has been, is useful for mm. people who are definitely for people who are in maybe different different I mean it's an interesting historical book anyway yeah. but more so for people who are so in black communities as mm. well who want to mm. understand more in like deeper in terms of like and yeah. What Islam says because a lot of anti Islamic yeah. elements out there, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, and some of the things which I discussed probably come up henceforth, yeah. it's been all dealt with there, yeah. you see what I'm saying? And but and Islam, Iran, speech, yeah. bro, there's issues of uh, Islam yeah. um, actually teaches intrinsically racism, it's intrinsically anti black, it's intrinsically mm. uh, was spread by the sword, it's intrinsically uh, spread by force, yeah. it's intrinsically oppressive, all of these yeah. issues, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's important,
0: important, of course, in, in, in this. Current climate as well, but um, there's going to be a lot of people who are now studying the black history and uh, slavery and things like yeah. that. So this would be a good, especially uh, a good you, know, you, you can't do it justice unless you actually study and learn kind of the Islamic perspective on these, you know, and the you know stuff like that. Yeah. So Obviously, just, there's, yeah.
1: there's there's some issues which uh, you know. So I'm saying I'm still learning. So there's mm. still, let like, some issues which uh, uh, you know would need yeah. further f- future elaboration. Mm. And no book is perfect, you know what I'm saying, except for yeah. the book of Allah. Yeah, yeah, but still maybe some, some people might find some yeah. benefit in that, inshallah. Jazakallah <laughs> khair, bro. And we'd
0: just like to thank the uh, sponsors of our podcast today who have allowed us to, mashallah, uh, you know, uh, sit here and use their uh, the, the mashallah the Black Ood lounge. London. Blackwood London. Yeah. And uh, we're going to put the link below, you know, if you're, if you're interested in getting yourself some nice <laughs> I, I, I don't think I'm allowed to say what this one's called, <laughs> You know, the I actually this this perfume is actually called Second Wife, believe it or not. Um, so I came here to do a must have. I'm sure I came here to <laughs> must have. That's a must have. I'm sure, and SubhanAllah, I mean, everybody gets uh, leaves with a, a spray of the Second Wife, but Mashallah, it's, it's it's actually very nice, Mashallah. But yeah, Mashallah. Make sure you check that out. We're going to put the link below, uh, the details, and uh, you know you can get your. Uh, you know your oud. You, know, you can get your nice uh, smell game on. Inshallah. Maşallah. So jazakallah bro is uh, yeah. a really uh, inspiring, and uh, uh, you know I learned a lot from from the topic, and especially because this is a topic that really interests me, and we've been trying to do this for a long time. So uh, finally, Alhamdulillah Jazakallah ya. Wa alaikum Thank you for listening to the Young Smirks podcast with me, John Fontaine. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and YouTube and all the other outlets. Like and subscribe and leave a comment. And also, please support us on the donation link below so that we can continue to give you quality podcasts. Thank you very much. Jazakallah khair. As-salamu alaykum